0: To the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, you're listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. We got a whole bunch to talk about today. We're going to be examining that Nolan Arenado trade, or should I call it a fleece? We're going to be debating whether Dustin Pedroia is a Hall of Famer or not. We're going to be looking at the MOB.com's top 10 right now list, because they just updated it. And we're going to be looking at those hot stove rumors, of course, but we're going to switch it around. We're going to end the show with the hot stove rumors, so that's how we're going to end it. Wrap it up, wrap up the podcast with some hot stove talk, but first... Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code on for 20% off at BiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get right into it. And I want to first start off by talking about that Nolan Arenado trade because, guys, I honestly just don't get it. I don't see why. I get it from the Cardinals' perspective. You get to have one of the best third basemen in all baseball. Arguably the best third baseman in all baseball. And this is not just a guy who gives it to you offensively. This also might be the best defensive player in all of baseball, period. And just a quick aside, just looking at the MLB.com's top 10 right now list. For third baseman, they do have Nolan Arenado third on this list. So they do think he's the third best player in baseball. And that's coming off a 2020 season where it was not the normal Nolan Arenado. He had a career low in batting average, OBP. Some, I guess OBP wasn't a career low. I guess his rookie year was his career low. But since his rookie year, this was his career low in OBP. His OPS was uh, a career low since his rookie year. So a lot of You know, just down numbers for Arenado across the board. And, you know, my philosophy is maybe it's the COVID year. You could chalk it up to that. You at least got a great excuse to why you struggled. But still, outside of 2020, Nolan Arenado is coming off five straight all-star appearances. He finished top eight in MVP voting five straight times three times finishing in the top five. He's led the National League in home runs three times during that stretch. RBIs twice, a career 293 itter. His career 162 game average. He has 35 home runs, 114 ribbies, 181 hits, 97 runs scored, 890 OPS. The dude is an absolute stud. So why trade him? That's the question I have. I don't understand why the Rockies would trade a guy like Nolan Arenado outside of Everything else, why we see stars traded in baseball. Because of financial reasons, because of that luxury tax. And that's why so many people believe with the expanded playoffs, why teams are going to be less inclined to spend. I told you on last week's pod, I'm more on the other side of the fence. If you told me I have a better chance to make the playoffs, I think teams are going to be more inclined to spend as now they won't have to do as much to make the playoffs. So they say maybe this one extra piece could put us over the edge. But whenever I see a deal like what happened with Nolan Arenado. It makes me just question the whole idea of sports and competition. Because what are we here for? The great Herman Edwards say, we play to win the game. The Rockies right now are not playing to win the game. They're playing to save some money. And Arenado is owed a lot of money over the next few seasons. They gave him that fat contract extension a few years ago that's going to take him into his mid 30s until about age 35, but still, it's not like hey, I think he's worth the money. He's going to be making about 35 to 30 to 35 million a year till 2026, but the craziest thing is a deal like this is supposed to save you money, but the Rockies are gonna absorb 51 million of Arenado's contract and gonna pay his whole $35 million salary in 2021. So not only are you trading arguably the best player at third base in all of baseball, you're also paying the other team to take him off your hands. Baseball. I tweeted this out. Go follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. At locked on on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. I tweeted this out on my personal account. Baseball is the only sport we could trade your franchise cornerstone player, get nothing in return, and still pay that same dude that you just gave up. Still pay the cornerstone player. What other sport do you see this happen in football? I guess maybe you see a, a team still take on some of the money. I guess with the dead cap hit or things like that. But still, we saw golf get traded just this past weekend, and uh, you know we. Well, I guess it was more Matt Stafford getting traded, and the lines got a haul back. You know, very two first round picks in the NFL draft is supreme because first round picks are just so much more valuable in the NFL than a MLB draft. Plus, they got another quarterback back in Jared Goff. That's a haul. You look at the NBA, Anthony Davis. They they got uh, the Pelicans when they traded Anthony Davis. They got Ingram back, Lonzo back. You know, they got Blue Chipper and Ingram back. As I said, they got multiple first round picks, multiple pick swaps. So. You see it all in in football. You could get, you know, you usually don't trade uh four players back. You usually don't try to get a blue chipper back. You try to trade for that draft haul. And that's what the Lions did. They did get a player back in Jared Goff, but he's not a blue chipper. But they got two first round picks. That's huge in the NFL. And then you go to basketball, you usually try to get a blue chipper back like the Pelicans did with Brandon Ingram, plus picks, but in baseball. You don't trade picks, so that doesn't happen. And then you don't ever get a blue chipper back either, I guess. I mean, there have been deals where teams get blue chippers back. Look at that Chris Sale deal that the Red Sox gave the White Sox. They gave up Yohan Mankata. They gave up another one of their, Michael Kopech, another one of their top high-end prospects. Mankata was a top, what, 30 prospect? This is going off the top of my head, but I think it was a top 30 prospect co was a guy who could hit like 103, 104 in terms of his velocity. Those are high-end blue-chipper prospects. But the Rockies, what did they get back for Nolan, uh, Nolan Arenado? They didn't get back any blue-chippers. They got back Austin Gomber, who's been a major leaguer the last couple years, but he wasn't great as a rookie. He's only been in the league two years. wasn't he, he wasn't great as a rookie. He was good in 2020, but the Toward the end of the 2020 season, he started to, you know, not fall off a cliff, but he didn't, he ended the season with below average figures, I should say, with his strikeout percentage and his walk percentage, but he was the main major leaguer in the Aronado deal, but the Rockies did get back for other prospects. Looking at the prospects, they got back in the deal. They didn't get back any blue trippers. Like I said before, there's no... Brandon Ingram level blue chipper. And just looking at the prospect rankings from their own Cardinals organization. Uh according to Baseball America, the prospects that they got back, Montero was only 14th in the Cardinals organization. Uh Losi was 26th. Gil was 28th. Uh those are three dudes who are just not even, I guess montero is the top 15 prospect but the other two just aren't that high level of prospects there are no blue chippers and if i'm getting back you know a whole bunch of dudes i need one of them to have that superstar potential i guess montero has the best one because he was considered the 81st best prospect in 2019 by baseball america but that dipped in 2020 and he wasn't even considered a top 10 prospect in the cardinals organization so for the rockies they didn't get back any blue chippers. They traded their franchise cornerstone and they have to pay some of the money that he still owed. So what is the point of this deal? Is it just to save money in the long run? I guess so. I guess they're going to try to start rebuilding, keep building that farm system up. I guess try to go the Astros route. I guess you do tank in baseball, but I don't really believe it. Me and JT Shorter had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago about, do teams uh, does tanking work in baseball? Do teams actually tank in baseball? And I don't think tanking works. I think you can find talent in any part of the draft. I don't think you actually have to be bad to 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 get good talent in the draft. I think most of the best talent in baseball wasn't, you know, top 5, top 10 prospects. They or excuse me, top 5, top 10 picks. It just weren't just go look at the MVPs. Most of them weren't drafted in the top 10. So I think you could get I think you can get so many quality players throughout the MLB draft. So I'm not trading my franchise cornerstone players so I could lose more games to get higher draft picks because I think it just won't work out. So where are the Rockies going now? They're just... I, it sounds like they're not done making moves. It sounds like it sounds like Trevor Story might also be on the trade block. I, his name has been rumored for a hot minute now through the off season. So, it's not even like Trevor Story's old. Nolan Arenado is twenty nine. Trevor Story's twenty eight. It's like, what are you doing? These guys could still be the core to your franchise. And so, as a D-backs fan, as the D-backs podcast, if the Rockies just want to blow themselves up. I'm not going to be too upset. Let them blow themselves up. Let them destroy their chances of making the postseason in 2021 because they'll make it easier for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But in terms of just a baseball fan, this is not something that I like to see. I don't want to see franchise cornerstone players be traded for meaningless prospects who don't have that superstar potential. If I'm trading a guy like N- Nolan Arenado, I better get me back a blue chipper in the process. Otherwise, I'm just not making the deal. Now we'll get into whether Dustin Pejoria was a Hall of Famer or not. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar because Bilt Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now the reason why I love Built Bars is because I'm a health conscious guy. I try to go gym, I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth. And Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. If you go to Billbar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code on for 20% off at BiltBar.com. Are we ready for some football? The Super Bowl is this weekend, and there is only one place as you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. This week, I'm putting my money on Patrick Mahomes to take down the GOAT, Tom Brady. And now, you could do the same. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at BetOnline underscore to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked On for your signup bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. I think I'm going to save the conversation for MLB.com's top 10 players right now, every position for next week. We got Ryan Latica on the podcast tomorrow. He's host of Lockdown Rocky, so we'll get his thoughts about the Arenado deal. And I just want to talk more about whether Dustin Pedroia is a Hall of Famer or not. Uh, I think next week we'll have a more insightful conversation about MLB.com's list, but I don't think we have enough time today, so we'll get to that next week. But let's debate whether Dustin Pedroia is a Hall of Famer. And I want to talk about this topic because I went to ASU, Dustin Pedroia went to ASU. So for me, this one I think is very interesting. And I think at one point in his career, Dustin Pedroia was on a no-doubt Hall of Fame track uh, you know, early in his career before the injuries take over. But now you look at Dustin Pedroia, you look at his numbers, and you're like, uh, his numbers, his counting numbers aren't as dominant as I think a Hall of Famer would be. So I think it leads to such an interesting question. And I think to decide whether Pedroia is or isn't a Hall of Famer, I think you have to compare him to guys who already, is, who already is in the Hall of Fame. Now, the tough thing about this is for a second baseman, it's the third fewest position in the Hall of Fame. There's only 21 second basemen in the Hall of Fame. That's third fewest after catchers 19 and third baseman 17. I'm not counting DH. I'm not counting umpires, okay? I'm counting actual position players, and I'm a big DH guy, so don't take that as any disrespect, but I'm only counting guys who actually play defense in in the field as well, and so second base is third fewest in the Hall of Fame. So I want to compare Dustin Pejoria to other second-base Hall of Famers who are already there and see how he compares. But... Like I said, this was difficult because when looking at the second basemen who are in the Hall of Fame right now, uh, a lot of them, a lot of their pictures are black and gray because there's not too many current dudes who are, you know, from the modern era, at least, who are in the Hall of Fame. Some people believe the modern era started with Jackie Robinson, so I only leaves a few people like a Rod Carew, a Craig Biggio, and a Roberto Alomar to name a few. So for me, I want to take the dudes whose pictures are in color, and I'm going to start with two dudes. I'm going to compare Dustin Pedroia to two dudes who were inducted into the Hall of Fame after 2010, and that is Roberto Alomar and Craig Biggio. I think comparing Pedroia to these two and how he stacks up gives the best indication of really how good Pedroia is, was, and whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. So let's get into the debate. Is Dustin Pedroia a Hall of Famer? The biggest issue when comparing Dustin Pedroia to these two Hall of Famers is just his lack of games played. If you look at the career total numbers, it's not even close as to whether Dustin Pedroia is or isn't a Hall of Famer. He probably shouldn't be a Hall of Famer when it's just looking at the totals. Biggio has played almost 2,800 games, or not even almost. He has played over 2,800 games in his career, while Dustin Pedroia has only played 1,500 games. And because of that, Biggio has over 3,000 hits compared to Pejoria's just 1,800 hits. And if you look at Biggio, he has 290 home runs compared to Pejorias 140. He's got double the walks. He also has a lot more strikeouts, but his OBP remains the same. 363 for Biggio compared to 365 for Pedroia. His OPS, 796 for Biggio compared to 805 for Pedroia. So their averages are kind of same, but the totals are not, and so I want to deep deep I want to dig deeper into the averages, and when you look at Craig Biggio versus Dustin Pedroia, Pedroia is averaging about 15 home runs a game, 15 stolen bases, Biggio's at 17 home runs, 24 stolen bases, added 281 for his career compared to Pedroia's 291, so I think when you're looking at the game-by-game average, it's a lot closer, and you can even do that with Roberto Alomar, he averages 14 home runs a Year 32 stolen bases. But the thing is, you look at uh you look at Alamar, he did that for 17 years. Biggio, 20 years. Pajoria did it for 14. It was really about eight full seasons. When you look at Craig Biggio, he had pretty much a full 18-19-year career. When you look at Roberto Alomar, he pretty much had a full at least 15, 14-year career. Pedroya pretty much played half the time. So really question, you really question whether. How much health should play into the Hall of Fame and how much, you know, how long do you have to be successful to be considered a Hall of Famer? And I don't think you need more than eight to 10 years like Pedroia has to be considered a Hall of Famer. But the real question is, how high is your peak? And I think that's ultimately that what decides the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you could get in. The Hall of Fame with longevity. That's how Omar Viscale is going to get in just because he played really good baseball for a really long time. But I'm not sure if he was ever had peak, you know, was a peak level player. And maybe you can make the same argument for Craig Biggio. Maybe he was never one of the, you know, the best second baseman in baseball, but because he was a top five second baseman for 20 years, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame. And for Dustin Pedroia, I feel like he kind of is along that Craig Biggio Uh, you know, route. I feel like both of them are kind of close in terms of talent, but he didn't have that longevity that Biggio had. And when comparing the peaks, I'm not sure Pejoria had the peaks that either Biggio or Alomar had. And the biggest thing working for Dustin Pejoria is that he won the MVP award in his second year. That's basically the highest peak you can have. You're the best player in baseball that season. But outside of his MVP year, he really wasn't overly dominant none of his peaks were really that high I believe I don't think he really had another season outside of his MVP year that was really that eye-popping he had great years we had 20 plus home runs batted over 300 had 20 plus stolen bases so he had other great years where he won gold gloves but it was never I think that dominant of a player throughout the majority of his time and for Craig Biggio maybe you could say the same thing for him but I think consistently he he was you know he had a few seasons where he could get you 50 40 stolen bases he had a few seasons where he led the major league in doubles so I think he gave you a little bit more upside when it came to power his, his speed in his prime that Dustin Pedroia does and when I look at Roberto Alomar his speed I think just puts him over the top plus he can hit for average two, a career 300 hitter and Roberto Alomar made uh you know a ton of all star teams. He made 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 all star teams in his career. Craig Biggio, he made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven all star teams in his career. But Dustin Pagoria only made four. So when comparing the three, their averages are kind of close, but Biggio, he has the longevity. And I think his peak was a little bit higher. Roberto Alomar, he had the longevity and his peak was a little bit higher. Dustin Pejoria did hit that MVP, but I don't think his, I think that was apex Pejoria was in that 08 season. If he could put up a few more seasons consistently that showed the MVP level, I think it would have been easier to to stomach that he's a Hall of Famer. And I think he deserves to be on the ballot. I think he was, you know, one of the heart and souls of that Red Sox team, him or Big Papi, who is a bigger factor. And he was a great postseason player. Dustin Pedroia was part of two World Series teams. I think that matters in baseball. But I think he was more of a very good baseball player that helped, you know, that had his imprint on winning. But I don't know if he was a Hall of Fame baseball player. He has a handful of All Star selections, is a few Gold Gloves as well. He's got the MVP, he's got the Rookie of the Year. But I don't think he has enough sustained success to really consider him, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer. Kind of all fell. Out, it kind of all you know, the bottom kind of fell out for him in 2016. And when you look at it, like I said, eight full seasons in baseball that can get you in the Hall of Fame if you're putting up if you just had a Mike Trout run of eight years, a Christian Yelich, a Mookie Betts run of eight years. But Dustin Bajoya a guy who's only averaged 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases for his career, and a little bit, uh, you know, some of that's because of all the injury riddled seasons he had. If you take his best years, it's probably closer to 18 and 18, but still. I don't think he's got the longevity or the peak to say that he's a Hall of Famer, but in terms of intangibles, he's a Hall of Famer. But would I vote him into the Hall of Fame? Probably not. Now, we were supposed to get into some hot stove rumors to wrap up the pod, but it looks like we're out of time today. So, guys, come back tomorrow because we're going to have Ryan Latica, host of Locked On Rockies, on to discuss the Arenado deal. And remember... Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Briskowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast bringing down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. As I said, come back tomorrow. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.